episode of it's not that bad podcast i am fern here with dom hey hello hi everybody god you sound so corny when you <laughs> so i need to bring up probably the craziest shit i've heard this week oh really <sighs> actually <laughs> the craziest shit in entertainment I've oh, heard this oh week. okay <laughs> what's what is it you know what big brother is right yeah well, they're on a new season, and oh boy, is it fucked. Why? So it just started, like, I I want to say maybe two weeks ago. It could be less. I don't know. Um, for those who don't know, the gist of it is they put these people in a house. They're trapped there for X amount of time, and it's all about a game of trying to win and become the last person in the house, right? And obviously... Well, then you get crowned big brother. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, um, you're having cameras on you 24 hours a day, and the the way the game is played is you have to be able to, to maneuver through people and be like, no, we're totally on the same page. Or if you're really hard-ass, you're like, hey, look it. I don't like you. You don't like me. But we have to get this person out. And they're like, yeah, you're right, because you're a dick, and I hate you. Yeah. But you're saying something uh-huh. that, that isn't trying to save you, but is saving you. <laughs> I think I'm going to follow what you say. <clears throat> Anyways, I haven't really watched it in a, in a while. Every once in a while, I watch it in passing. And last year was one of those where I watched it a few times because my sister told me how horrible it was. Because just how the people playing were like, Oh, that guy was in the season before. Let's just follow everything he does. And so he's literally manipulating like 10 people. And they're like, yeah, okay. He knows what he's doing. And it was like, you guys are fucking idiots. Minus all that. This season, I I believe there's three people already kicked off. How do you get kicked off? Apparently this season, you just got to be a person of color. Because what? the first two people were, like, I think it was the first two people were the black pe- people. Well, of course, and you got to get them, those people out. One of them was, like, a, a Deshi person or something. I, yeah. I, I forgot where he's from, but Bangladesh, I think. And she was telling me about, she was telling me about this stuff. And, I was, and I'm like, okay, wait. Maybe it's one of those things where you're like, oh, just, yeah, of course, that's racist. But there could be something more to it, right? Yeah, I guess. No. (laughs) Like I said, there's cameras on there 24-7. So obviously people want, like, my mom records some of that, like, uh, Big Brother After Dark because she likes putting it on in the background and stuff. Okay. And so, you know, there's that. Plus, I I believe there's, like, live cams you can watch online, I'm pretty sure. Either way. So my sister starts to go on about, like, why it, it, it is racist. And, you know, you're thinking, like, well, yeah, it seems kind of racist because there's the only people of color in there. Like, that's crazy. But then she really starts to go on, and I'm like, oh, my God. They're, they're like, legit racist. So one of the things was they were, they were saying, like, how she was saying, like, that they were just mad at them for no reason, right? Like, they were picking on them. They were saying all this bad stuff. Like, the the black girl was telling this one girl, like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. So the girl's like, what the fuck's her problem? What? Yeah. And then she goes on about, like, all this other stuff. But like, like, the black guy, I guess one of his things is he doesn't like a lot of clutter. So he was saying, like, I hate, I hate a messy kitchen. So he went down there by himself, I didn't ask anybody, cleaned the kitchen, and they are like... What the fuck is this? Oh, blah, blah, blah. And the guy was literally like, I'm going to make a fucking mess every fucking day. Yeah, well, I'll show him. And I was like, what did he do? She goes, nothing. Then, like, she's, so she's, so she's telling me all this stuff, right? Do you then, get voted off? Like, someone, like, like they all vote to, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's all about you have to nominate two people to go up, oh. and then they get voted off. So every week you have to weasel your way out of not being voted right uh-huh. so, so some people are like hardcore and i'm like yo put me up 
And they're like, what? Are you sure? And they're like, yeah, because put me up, and then that way we could put so-and-so up so they'll never think that we're all together, right? And sometimes that works. Sometimes it bites them in the ass. It is about strategy. It was originally about strategy, but now it's about racism because she was telling me all this shit, right? And I uh-huh. guess this, this season is different because usually when you get voted out, you're gone from the house. This season... They don't leave the house. I don't know if they leave the house ever or if they don't leave the house to a certain period. But the the first couple of people they voted out stayed in the house, a.k.a. the people of color. And so she was telling me about the Bangladeshi guy and how, like, they're so mean to him. And she was like, but the thing is, he's, like, always nice. Like, really? and she goes, I'm not even saying, like, oh, he's, like, a cool guy. She's like, no, like, everything about him, everything he does is, like, a nice guy. But they hate him. They talk shit about him, whatever, right? And then they go on. She was telling me about apparently that when you watch the show, you know how they edit a certain way. Yeah. But one of the because there's like a you know there's like a, a Twitter thing that keeps update with yeah. like what's going on in the house. Well, someone posted like, "Hey, this clip," and the clip is of the black girl talking to this other girl or other girls, or whatever, and she was saying like. Yeah, when because they have like um they have a room that has a camera, it's like a confession. Room. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Um, and so apparently, like when she went in there, the directors came in there, producers came in there, and they're like, "Hey, like we need you to like shake your head and wave your finger while you're talking and blah blah blah." And she was like, "What? No, I'm not gonna do that." Like, oh, no, you mean- no, no, yeah, you're for like blah blah blah. And she was like, "Okay, but that's not how I talk. Why would I do that?" And, you know, like, all this stuff. and Oh, you mean be a stereotype. Yeah. And she was saying, like, you look at that and the way the stuff's edited. She, my sister is saying that there was a, a, a scene where she was talking about, like, well, one of the other girls, the white girls, I'm assuming, was saying something about, like, yeah, well, at least, like, I don't shake my head at people when I'm yelling at them. And she was like, what the fuck? Like, so did they tell her? To say that? To say that, so they, cause so they she's could not, cut. No, 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 no. Because she didn't film it. No, I know, but but they wanted her to film that, so then they could cut back to her like yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, huh. so my sister said, when you look at it, it looks like they're the the people of color are the bad guys, and then the other people are just well, like, oh, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to be in the house, right? Yeah. And so she was telling me like there was the one guy. Like, he was saying, like, yeah, I love peanut M&M's. And they were like, what the fuck? Like, fucking eating all the M&M's? Like, look at all these M&M's. And so they took the bag that he had or he was eating, and they replaced it with, like, a smaller bag or something like that. And I was like, oh, because he's eating them all? She's like, no, there's, like, literally all the M&M's you can have. But the bag that he had, they had to take away. What? Yeah. And then it was little things like... They where they put their clothes at. Apparently, like they're sleeping in another part of the house. Yeah, that's just bed. It doesn't have any drawers or anything. Uh-huh. And they were they were talking about the people in the house were like, why the fuck did they put their clothes here? That's oh, I don't want their stupid. Oh, I don't want their clothes here. And it's like, okay, like everyone puts what? their clothes everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's little stuff like that, right? Anyways, this all leads up to this video. I'm not racist. I'm allowing them to sleep in the same room as me. Exactly. There's this video of the two guys. Like, I guess it's the main two guys. And one of the guys, like, they're they're talking back and forth. And that was, he was bringing up, like, yeah, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to make a mess every single day. So, you know, bother him. They're like, oh, yeah. And the one guy's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to piss, like, everywhere. Blah, blah, blah. Like, all this, like, weird stuff, right? Because my sister said that. One of the guys even said that he's going to start pissing everywhere so everyone could believe that it's the black guy that's doing it. What? Anyways, anyways, in the video, he was like, yeah, like, I don't let them get to me. Like, I don't. What was it? Like, it's something like, yeah, bro. Because it's 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 a video and the audio is there. But, you know, it's the house going on. So, like. The, the video is like very quiet, blah, 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 blah. And you can hear like, because everyone's moving, you know, plates and shit and, you know, talking. You know, you hear these people talking and these people like washing, you know, not washing dishes apparently, but, you know, like clacking dishes and all this stuff, right? But you can hear their audio, it, very, very faint, but you can hear them. And the one guy is like, yeah, like, yo, I don't, I don't fuck. 
I don't fuck with that N-word, hard R. What? And the other guy's like, yeah, bro, like, you know, like like something like those N-words, hard R. Mm. And they're like, yeah, bro, like, let, not, not, don't let them get to you or something like that. <clears throat> no, but see, racism ended, I heard from Mitch McConnell, that when we elected Barack, Barack Obama. <laughs> That's uh, that's why we don't need to give them reparations. Okay, then sorry, I didn't mean to waste you guys' time. I didn't know that. Yeah, racism has been dead for uh, when did Barack Obama? Two thousand eight. So for almost ten years now, it's been gone. That's good. No, um, yeah, but all this shit was like, are you kidding me? And it, it's not even like, well, no, they're just making this stuff up because it, you know, because it just happened to all be black and blah blah blah. But it's like. No, like this is yeah. literally stuff they have on camera. And my sister said that that you can even see because those people post these people are constantly watching this shit and posting it. Uh-huh. So it's not like like on TV you're, they're like, "Oh yeah. Oh, they're so look at them." Cuz she said there's a clip where the girl was talking about like yeah, I, I can't remember. She she can't remember what she said, but something about like along the lines of like, yeah, like you know, I'm cutthroat, like you know, or whatever, blah blah blah, like like something about like I'm gonna murder them in like competition, right? But the way they edited it made it seem like she was threatening them, the black girl. But like they were talking about she, they were talking about like that's not what she said at all. It's just the way they edited it. And then they're talking about how, like, there's literal things in the house going on that they never bring up on TV. Yeah, but see, here's the thing, is that most of Americans agree with them, okay? So it's okay. It's okay to be racist because if most of America agrees with them, then it's fine. Yeah. And, well, and like, I, I was asking her, like, so what happened? She's like, nothing. Literally, they don't talk about it. You're seeing, like... The girl who hosts it, like, you know, she doesn't say shit, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, she was saying all this stuff, and I'm like, so they just let it go? And she was talking about how some people say that the reason probably why a lot of this stuff is happening now is because they're more into casting people as opposed to having people uh, apply. Because in years past, you know, that was a thing where people would be like, oh, yeah, you know, this game looks fun, blah, blah, blah. But then there's those people that are like, yeah, I've been watching every single year. Like, I know how to play the game. Like, blah, 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 oh. whatever. But now it's more of like, oh, I was trying to be on this other TV show, and I didn't get it, so now I'm on this TV show. Mm. So, like, A, they don't know how to play the game. Yeah. And B, they're just like, like you know, uh, quote-unquote wannabe celebrities. And I'm not going to say that's everyone, but I'm going to say that there's probably a good amount of those people that aren't good people. So they're starting to fall through their cracks, and and this season just happened to be the worst, where everyone was literally ganging up on all the people of color, and 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 like I was because we were talking about like there's this Mexican girl in there, and I was like, where is she? Because they showed me a picture, and right there, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, maybe it's because she's not brown enough, so they're like, she can pass for now. Oh, really? But we're gonna we're gonna keep her in the back of our head, but right now, let's just. Try about the darker ones. Yeah. And the darker ones. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it was like, I don't even know what to say, because it's not like, it's not like, oh, yeah, that's like a this little thing here or there. That's a major fucking television show on a major television network, and this shit is constantly is coming out. And she said, that, like, to the point where, you know, they're starting to be, like, news outlets and stuff that are making stories. And still, NBC hasn't, or CBS hasn't said anything. Well, as long as, long as they get the ratings, I, I don't think they care, right? Probably. Do. I don't know. It, oh, my God. <laughs> what if, like, they, if someone finally brings down, f- finally brings them all down, right? And they're, like, in the ter- in the interrogation room, and they're like, why did you do it? And they're just like, you did it for the lulls. <sighs> I mean, it'd be funny at first, but <laughs> still racist. It's still racist. <laughs> Anyone who wants to fucking look this shit up online, go to Twitter, go whatever, you'll see it's like, it's fucked up. This is the fucking news. So earlier this week, uh, Birds of Prey was screened for an audience, and Warner Brothers' reaction to that screening was 
strange, I guess. The audience really loved it, right? But the production was like, oh, well, that's not the reaction we wanted. So let's go back to the drawing board with this. What? Yeah, so the test screening of the movie have left split reactions between the audience and Warner Brothers. The audience were raving about Birds of Prey, and the Warner Brothers, basically the executives, had the opposite effect. They weren't, like, they didn't feel reassured, but basically that they weren't, they didn't They didn't like it. So instead of taking the audience's, like, reaction and being like, wow, this is, okay, so this is what we really should be going for, they were like, well, I didn't really like it. It wasn't, there wasn't enough songs in the beginning. Wow. Like, it wasn't dark for no reason. Wait, why is there 16 last songs in what we approved? Yeah. Who did this? Fire that, that editor. We need to go back. But it just it just goes to point out like executives don't know anything. Like they the only thing that they know is how to get money apparently. And how to not only um rape underage boys and girls. <laughs> uh but yeah, funding, right? That's all they know how to do. That sounds so stupid because they literally did exactly what they were meant to do. Make a product that got people excited that they were like, hey, this is awesome. I can't wait for the full version to come out or the finished version to come out. Oh, man. Yeah, this is going to be amazing. And instead, they're like, yeah, but I mean, there wasn't enough titties in it that we wanted. And we specifically said we need this much cleavage Mm -hmm. and we need this much like sexual, you know, uh, scenes and we need like these 12 these 12 songs that that we're paying millions of dollars to use we need to put them in there I, it's, I don't care if it doesn't fit I don't care if it ruins the mood I don't care if it takes people out of it we need it in there and also um, we have to make toys so we need to still have all the sex in there but we also need where where are the places where we're gonna put toys at a hard PG thirteen yeah like oh, come on well and also it's like like what was it in this screening that they saw that they were like no we need to cut that we need to chop that out we need to cut this or they uh, didn't see yeah and it's like well we, yeah it's like we need more action we more like what if the movie was more of like a a hard hitting like like story about these people who are coming together and they're actually like family and this and that. And it's like, no, 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 no. People don't want to think when they see a movie, they want, uh, they just want nothing but songs and, yeah. and a story that doesn't make any sense. When you look at it, we're trying to do what Marvel does. Okay. <laughs> Marvel doesn't have these type of movies. We need to go back to the drawing board. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's so crazy because I don't give a shit about this movie. At all. But if people were ranting and raving about it, and it's like, yeah, man, it's so good. Yeah, then I'm going to be like, oh, shit, maybe I should go see it. Yeah. But now all we're going to get is, oh, where's the Kathy Yon director's cut? Oh, that's what we need. Oh, Oh, this is why DC's so much better at everything they do because of the Kathy Mm. Yon director's cut. Mm. Yeah, because remember when um, Zack Snyder's director cut it was so good, and we we missed um, who who else had a director's cut? Um, oh, Zack Snyder. Oh, Zack Snyder, and then also um, didn't James Wan have a director's cut? It was called The Trench, wasn't it? Oh no, that's something he's. Doing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's just gonna make that whole thing again. Then I, I honestly feel like we're just gonna get exactly what we've been getting. Where it's like, okay. Yeah, it's like shouldn't they at some point understand like, Hey, maybe these people who are coming to see it that are fans and actually enjoy it. Maybe we should be listening to them. And then some other guy just turns to me and was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's honestly what it feels like. Right. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Like it is ridiculous to hear that sentence yeah. you said, because it's like, why do you even have your screening? Like, why are you fucking screening that- it? 
if you don't give a shit about what people are saying. That sounds like something from like the like the 90s or like the 80s or the 70s. You know what I mean? Like it sounds like something from a long time ago that execs would do. Because nowadays you assume that execs want to make the most money where it's like, hey, audiences li- love this movie? All right, great. Let's, that's, let, there's nothing we need to do to change it. But instead it's like, oh, yeah, these, these, these uh, audiences don't know what they're talking about. We, we need to maximize product by cutting all the everything out and more action. They really should have saw what happened with Shazam and how everyone loved it. And like, oh, you know, you can make a really good story and have a lot of great action and, and you know, actually make a good movie and not interfere with it. But, yeah, but that's probably what they said is like, well, look at it. it didn't even make fucking a billion dollars. That's probably what it we're was. Gonna, we're going to listen to that guy. He doesn't even make a billion dollars. <laughs> so then they're like, we need to go back and fix this because they don't know what they're yeah. doing. Oh, so what? The quote unquote fans are going to quote unquote love it. Where's the money in that? Um, so Bond 25, I know we're not really big like James Bond fans, but did you see that they cast Lashana Lynch from Captain Marvel to take over as 007? But, but she's it's a she and then she's not white and but like mm-hmm. so but that doesn't make sense because he's he's a he and he is white so wait i'm confused um what do you mean what you're saying doesn't make any sense so i guess and i think in the film this is what they're gonna do i guess daniel craig's bond has basically retired and so she's been given the mantle of 007 so she's james bond and so then she has to get him out of retirement. But see, like, this opens up a whole new thing where it's like you can finally explore a universe where, yes, James Bond exists, but, like, maybe we don't have to focus on James Bond in this movie? Oh, what? But It doesn't have to be a stuffy old white guy? But, uh, but what I'm saying is, like, 007 is a well-off, wealthy white man like he's always been. Oh my we God. can't change that, Dom. You we can't, can't change, change that it. at all. You can change it at any time. You literally can change any. It's all fiction. It's all made up. You can change it at any time. But in the books, he's a wealthy white man who but, everyone respects. But that was back then. This is now. You're making no sense. It's like That's like saying that the president can't be black. Yeah, they can't, the president can be black. That's was, why we have Donald Trump. He was the he was black before. Donald Trump wasn't black. No, <laughs> the president. No, he wasn't. If you're talking about the guy before, that's not my president. So. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. So, look at everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense oh, because okay. because obviously you can't just change things like that, Dom. I don't know. I think that's a pretty interesting like decision to do, especially for a film franchise that's 25 <laughs> films in and has been literally their whole stance has been no, it has to be another white guy that can it can't be anyone else. Like I if they're going to go this route, I would really love to see like her in like this this setting of like all oh, this where all the spies are. Mm-hmm. And then it's like some throwaway scene where um, Idris Alba's there and he's like 004 or something. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, what the fuck? That'd be pretty funny. It's right there the whole time. Although, see, the, the thing about this, though, is that they've concretely said that Daniel Craig's Bond is still the same Bond from those yeah, other films. Yeah, you said one director said that. That's true. Because it's think, not this, this isn't the. I think the funniest the part about anymore. it was when you look into it, most people who are making the movies are just like, yeah, we're just making Bond movies. Yeah. Like, they don't think too much into no. the lore the only, of James Bond. I think the only time they really got into it was Skyfall, where they were like, oh, let's actually make a backstory, which I feel like, and that was like one of the only one, or that was one of the only Bond films or, that I've actually seen. That I was like, oh, yeah. Well, I've actually just, that's the only one I've seen. But I mean, and I was like, you know what? This is actually a pretty good one. Yeah, I could already, I mean, I already know that it's going to, about to be released and people are going to be like, well, how can I talk shit about this movie? Because I can't, they won't let me do it on 
um, Brown Tomatoes, I gotta go watch it. But I don't want to watch it because it's gonna be like Ghostbusters with the girl one. Yeah. So how do I review it? Stop making me like. Stop making me watch movies with girls. I just want to see men and and action all the time. Like, yeah. oh, why can't I just watch just a be bunch good of men? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I like, like you said, I I don't care, but I think it's cool. Yeah. And. But I just, I already know, like, all the dumb shit that's oh, going to yeah. be coming in. I can already hear, like, all the angry British white people that are like, oh, what? Ridiculous. Yeah, all the all those stupid YouTubers are going to be like, well, I love James Bond until now. Like, my favorite one was Goldfinger and I, I don't know, Moonraper. <laughs> but it's like. But how come you never made content about it before? Yeah, because, like, I was getting to it. Like, <laughs> I love James. James Bond is, like, my favorite, though. Like, that's right. Ever. This is the only thing that's going to suck about this is how much people are going to bitch. Because uh-huh. I feel like mm-hmm. the, the Little Mermaid thing, I feel like it, it came and went. Yeah. And some people were like, and some people still like, but most people are like, okay, yeah, whatever. Who fucking cares? But with this, it's like, I felt because I've always kind of felt like James Bond has been like the white savior. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because so many people are like, oh, I love James Bond. Oh, yeah, James Bond, like one of my favorite things. And it's like, yeah, but everyone who's telling me that is so fucking white. So <laughs> I that's why I never wanted to watch it. Yeah. And then when I would, like, it wasn't up until like, I would say like, I guess like the last few were like, I would try to watch them but i'm like uh like i'm not super into action anyways and it is a quote-unquote james bond thing so i'm like whatever i don't really need it yeah but now you're taking that away from them and they're gonna be like this is a war on white man and if you don't believe me look at this james bond thing yeah not only not only does he have to be black but now it's a girl too whoa I mean, I would settle for one or the other, not both. Why do I have to? Ugh, and by settle, I mean, like, I'd still complain about it. Just, I mean, only, like, maybe one, no, three-fourths. Sorry, my math is wrong. <laughs> only three-fourths is bad. Because I'm a fucking idiot. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm so angry. Oh, my God. Yeah, I feel like that's what we're going to get. It's like, I don't understand why in this day and age, like, we still need to be outraged at things like this. Why? Why can't like I? I can understand if it like. No, I can't even understand it like that. Like because people they're gonna argue. Well, this fundamentally changes the the character and this and that. That's their argument for certain things. But it's like, why? But why? If you're casting someone different, like they're gonna play it the way that they do. Maybe they. Maybe the casting director and the director and the producers they saw something that you're not seeing yet. Obviously. And they're like, oh, of course. Like, this person needs to play. Yeah, maybe they're right, Dom, because we gave white people the roles in uh, The Last Airbender, and that shit sucked. Yeah. So maybe they're right. Maybe we shouldn't give white people acting roles anymore. Maybe. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. I just can't. I just can't wait to hear the fallout of the Big Brother house when they finally get out. <laughs> when they get out, they'll be like, what? What'd you say? What about James Bond? Oh my fucking god. <laughs> Their head just explodes. Come on in. I saw you spying on me earlier. No, I wasn't. Who moves out in the middle of the night? Nothing strange about it. She wanted to leave. How does that not make sense? I don't understand why she didn't tell me. Maybe she didn't like you. Maybe she knows you're poor and haven't paid your rent. Found some kind of code or like secret message in her apartment. It means to stay quiet. Our world is filled with codes, subliminal messages, 
from Silver Lake to the Hollywood Hills. Could be any of this be connected to Sarah? I know this girl. There's a message in the music. Really think you're gonna find a hidden message in a pop song? One, two, three. Can't quite see it, but I'm close. Honey, how are you? Mom, I'm fine. Mostly fine. Um. Why do we assume that all of this information is what we're told it is? Maybe there are people out there who are more important than us, more powerful, communicating things in the world that are meant for only them and not for us. Yeah. Oh, you think that's weird? A little. Welcome to Purgatory. Good to be here. You're living in a carnival. Hoping to win a prize. What are you gonna win? Under the silver lake. Under the Silver Lake is the anticipated follow-up of It Follows director. David Robert Mitchell. Taking us on a wild trip, one man tries to figure out the bigger story behind a missing girl. When Sam, played by Andrew Garfield, meets a mysterious woman one night at his apartment complex, they have a wonderful yet simple night just watching TV and talking. The next day, when Sam goes over to check on her, not only does she not answer, her and her roommates are completely moved out. Shocked by the sudden disappearance, Sam finds himself encased in a mystery that goes far beyond his comprehension. After days on end, Sam finally gets what he's been searching for, but the end was not what he was hoping it would be. Under the Silver Lake lies dead dogs yes i think that was the original name of it right i think so um so dom uh-huh my co-host Ooh. what did you think about this particular film what did i think about this particular film let's see at first when i started watching i was like Okay, this is kind of stupid. Like, it opens with the squirrel dying, and then, like, the characters are just zany and weird, and, like, this and that, right? And then, then, it got to about halfway through the movie when he figured out what the lyrics meant, and he went to the uh, Griffith Observatory, and that's when one of the greatest characters of all time showed up. The, what was he, the King Hobo? And he's like, I'm going to take you where you need to go. And I was like, okay, you know what? This is probably one of the best movies I've seen so far. And it, like, it made everything so much. And I, and I turned this movie, like, it, it made me go from, like, this is stupid. And 180 completely to being like, I love this movie. It's so good. And I think what also, it's just how crazy and ridiculous and how just out there like he decided to go with this film because like you look at a film like it follows and yeah it's a it's a horror film and it's got an interesting idea but it never like tries to do anything too crazy doesn't divulge into like no weird like nonsensical Mm. whatever it just was like no no it's this this is the premise of this the story, yeah, and, and whether you believe it or want to buy into it, that's up yeah. to you. But this is what's happening. But this movie just literally goes off the rails onto some other kind of rails, and those rails are taking you to some other place. And you're like, "Well, I guess I'm on this now." And like, I, I kind of didn't. I, I kind of wasn't sure if I wanted to do it because I was excited after it follows. But then I heard like the reviews, and I was like, "Oh, that doesn't sound too." Good, and then you suggested it, and I was like, okay, I guess. And now here I am. If Midsummer was a fever dream, this is like a coma in which you can't wake up from. Yeah. Because this thing was like, what the fuck? 
is going on? <laughs> and I mean that in like the most like I'm trying to follow it and I'm trying to get like the gist of what's going on, but I'm like wait, what? So why is that a thing? And so wait, who why wait, I don't get why is that what's this guy what is this guy doing? Yeah. Who why does he help oh, huh? <laughs> Who's this homeless guy? <laughs> like what so, so he just went to some what? So the, I'm, what? And then you get to the end and you're just like, what? <laughs> Honestly, when I, as I was watching this, I was sort of trying to like, what I usually do with like some films is, especially when they're very stylistic, I try and think of like who they remind me of, right? Oh, does this film remind me of like a... A Denis Villeneuve movie, or does it remind me of a Steven Spielberg film, or does it remind me of a Stanley Kubrick film? This one, honestly, made me think of David Lynch very much, because it was just so strange in some parts, and, like, things were just, like, there and then not there for reasons, but then, like, they were there for the complete reason that, of course, they were supposed to be there the whole time. Like, the, the owl girl that comes in the middle of the night and kills you, I like how they just bring it up, and it's like, oh, it's kind of crazy. And then it turns out she's, like, real. <laughs> yeah, I guess. The, the whole thing, it's like, I don't... Is any of it real? Like, oh, I, See, the that's the it, thing, yeah, right? At the end of it, you're... I feel like at the end of it, you because how I kind of imagine is like the end of it, you could kind of see that maybe he just made all of this shit up in his head. Yeah. Mainly, like one of the main things that really drew me, drew me to that is when he's with the one um, famous guy's de- dead, the dead famous guy's daughter. Yeah. And she gets shot and she's like laying there in the water like. I'm looking at him. Looking at him because that's the that was a picture of that Playboy he had. Oh yeah, remember of the girl yeah. like in the blue, whatever. And then another was, um, the like his quote unquote ex girlfriend. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I was like it was so funny because I was literally like, who is that? I know who that is. Who the fuck is that? She was in the movie. Wait, she's a no, she's not the girl. Wait, who the fuck is that? Wait, what do I know her from? The whole time I'm thinking like. I know her, but where's she from? Wait, he showed her in the beginning? I'm confused. No, he fucked that. Don't, the blonde girl. I don't I don't get it. And then it's like, oh, the billboard. Mm-hmm. She was on the billboard. Yeah. So you could, like, the one of the first things I thought was like, oh, this was all in his head. Yeah. Because in the beginning, you see him spying on the, the, the older lady across the way. Yeah. And it ends with him. It ends with kind of it feels like he kind of releases himself from that stress, right? Mm. And he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go over and fuck her because I want to. I want to fuck her for a long time." And he kind of because it's like you see that he owes a bunch of money, and this happens, and this yeah. happens. You know what I mean? So you kind of get that he's like he's probably dealing with some shit. <laughs> and so that's one. That was one way that I can interpret it, where it's like. It was all in his head. No, that's what I can. I got too because, especially with that part with the the, the X at the end, because then it kind of clicked for me. Oh, all these people are in like everything he saw because yeah. they show that at the end too. Yeah, where yeah, like where you think he's gonna blow his brains out? But he doesn't. Maybe. Maybe yeah. Maybe he killed himself. Yeah, maybe that's heaven. Maybe it could be. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, see what I mean? Like. Well, that's an interpretation, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of it's like, what the fuck? Because one of the things is like, so he isn't the dog killer? See, that's what I thought, too. I thought it was going to explain that he was the dog killer or some, like it was going to hint at it or something. Well, because like, when you kind of keep going through it, it's like, yeah, It makes sense. Right. Yeah, because it's like, why would he have the dog treats? And he kind of, it feels like he was haunted by like a dead dog at well, one because the was, whole the whole movie, his when he wakes up from the dreams, it's always dogs. Yeah, right. bark, 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 like it's and, people barking. And it, and also, um, his ex girlfriend took the dog, too, yeah. is what she said. And then, so I was thinking, oh, so when because when the the hobo king has the dog, it sounds so ridiculous when you say it out loud, but he has them chained up in that tunnel, and he pulls out the dog treats, and he's like, "Why do you have these?" And he's like, oh, because it 
it just is like it was reminding me of like the not only his ex but also like um because it's like oh so he can meet the girl and like give the dog treats to the dog and i thought oh man like he's gonna keep asking him and he's gonna be like because i killed those dogs or, or it was his way to move on from that because he finally admits like no, I didn't like it because it kind of comes off like he doesn't mean for it. Yeah, because you're right. Like, I think the whole time he's more of like he's just doing it to do it. Yeah. Like I said, he's not kind of in the right place. Oh no! So you could look at it as like that's his way of interpreting like everything he's going through, and when he thinks that he's gonna be punished, because like no, like you know, I swear, like it's not me. Because it's like, that's not him. It's uh, it's some weird, you know, um, part of his brain that's doing these dog killings. But he's not sick anymore. He's not, you know, he's not stressed out anymore. Now he finally knows what he has to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's kind of how I saw it. Because then I'm like, so then who is the, is the dog killer? Like, is that just something he read? Like, is that, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much here that. Yeah, you're right. You're like, what the fuck does that mean? But it's also like, maybe it kind of says it in a way, but you have to interpret it. Like the owl lady thingy that killed that guy. It's like, maybe that was something that we're not really. Maybe that's just maybe that maybe that represents suicide. And he because it got him. But when she came to get um, Andrew Garfield's character, she wasn't successful, and he was able to get away. Yeah, because the whole time he was waiting for her to pop, right? Mm. That's what he was. He was looking like. <laughs> I laughed actually pretty hard when he has a gun and he's going around the house and he, and he opens the drawer. drawer. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm like, she's not in there, silly. What if um, she was? Yeah, you know what I mean. And then, like, th- that's kind of what I like. I don't know. This movie, it's weird. Like, straight up, it is fucking weird. Like, we talked about Midsummer, and, mm. and we talked about Ari Aster. And yeah, he has a certain sense of weirdness. But compared to this movie... I'd say this is more like a sorry to bother you. Where it's like, it's out there, you have to interpret certain yeah, things. Because it, it, it tries to tell you a story of a man who is dealing with this lost girl but it's like what does that all mean yeah (laughs) because like i I don't know it's it's so confusing but it's so interesting like this is a movie that i'd love to just sit down and watch again and be like okay let me see if i could spot anything you know what i mean yeah where it's like okay who's this blonde chick in the beginning who what does she stand for you know what i mean like why you know i don't know there's just like there's a lot here that it's like, I feel like we might be on the, the right track, but we also might be completely Yeah, because, I mean, <clears throat> there's obviously things we didn't touch on, but I think it's also, like, a critique of, like, of just the culture nowadays, too, because, and, and indulgence in, like, excess and stuff like that, especially because they talk about at the parties, like, how obviously these are a bunch of rich people who just, like, get together and do the the hipsterous things that you can think of especially yeah. the the songwriter guy he's like well that like where oh, he yeah, was talking about like <laughs> the the like what song was he talking about and he's like but that song wasn't for you to figure out this song was yeah and it's like and then i i, I just kind of i also liked that he was like i've written every song that you guys have ever liked yeah and it's like because it's probably true yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, because it's like in a sense where because that's like see that was really cool with the guy who did the uh, the Jesus and whatever oh Jesus and uh, uh, Brides of Dracula yeah um, is that he said like no man like uh, I wrote all these other songs but these are the songs whatever and he's like just the hits which is true yeah. I mean a lot of times you anyone if you met anyone who's in the business a lot of times it's mm-hmm. it's what makes it hit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like one I, I never forget was like fucking years ago when Thrice put out Artists in the Ambulance. They were talking about that their first single 
it, when you listen to it, it is completely different than anything they were putting out. It didn't sound like anything on the album. It didn't sound like most of anything they did before. But there was like that was kind of the single. And like I'm not saying it's bad, but you know what I mean. It's like yeah. when you sit there and you're like, oh yeah, like like now that I listen to it, it, it it's like, huh. Yeah, you know what? Like you can actually hear how different this song is because that because the the uh, the record company wanted a single, um, and that's what they do a lot. Even though even though they have these really talented people who can make these really amazing songs, a lot of times it's yeah. But where's the single at? Like, and you, how can we get this to be a single? And one thing I love too is that they took. The one person that they uh, everyone always says is like, oh well, he was the anti-establishment and he did everything, oh, because he he killed himself because he didn't want to become part of that. It's like, look at they took him and they made his one like hit one of his songs. Oh, this like corporatist <laughs> person who's stand in for like the entertainment business that produces songs like made the song for him to to sing yeah <laughs> and just goes to show like blasphemy <laughs> yeah but it's like it's like at some point some of these people did kind of sell out and it's yeah. like yeah that's no, just that's, what that's, happens yeah that's yeah that's what i'm saying it's like doesn't yeah. matter any which way you split it is yeah yeah same thing with kirk Cobain. it's like it doesn't matter how he felt afterwards he continuously went towards that direction yeah and trust me, you don't have to if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. You can just say, yeah, I don't want to sign to that record label. Yeah, I don't want to do this. And that's what's crazy, too, is like even now today, these quote-unquote independent artists, yeah, it may be quote-unquote independent artists, but they're doing a lot of stuff that that um, companies are like, yeah, no, no, we totally get it, but like, yeah, we want to work with you in this way. And they're like, oh, yeah, because I'm not selling out. But it's like, yeah, but you're still working. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's still, like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's in a, in a bad way. No, you know? no. But um, that's just kind of how it is. And that's kind of how it's always been. And, like, it's, that's what I mean. It's like, this movie has so much of that where they're touching on actual things, which is, like, maybe the whole movie is, like, a metaphor for something. Exactly. You know? See, that that's, that's one thing that I like, is that you can interpret it uh, any which way you want. Like you could say, well, no, it's it's more of an embrace of like, because at the end he rejects, because he could have gone and he could have been a part of them, like he was offered, but like his whole thing is that he rejects all that and he goes off by himself, which is true, but at the same time, like he's still part of this whole thing and he's still trying to figure it out even towards the end. Yeah, because like one of one of the things like I said that was like, oh, it's all a part of this. Was that shot at the end where it's the quote-unquote ex-girlfriend that's on the billboard mm-hmm. and half her face is like a McDonald's. Yeah. And the other half is like, I can see. And it's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, that doesn't mean it's like, I think, there's, there's a lot here that it's like. I think a lot of the, the negative criticisms of this film came from it being kind of weird. And that's why people were like, well... I don't know. I, like, I love a lot of independent films that are kind of weird. Because, like, I love that stuff. But, like, this movie was kind of weird. Like, that Sorry to Bother You movie. Like, that was so weird. Like, did you see Assassination? That was so weird. Like, ugh. Yeah, this is uh, an amazing <laughs> second chapter to his uh, filmography. Apparently, he did, like, a short film or an independent film yeah. before. But, I don't know. I couldn't find it. But, yeah, it, it's really cool because... When you look at these two movies, they are completely different. Yeah. And yeah, like like you said, like it follows is is weird, but it's not weird in the sense that it's like, oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Yeah, maybe the monster has some second meaning behind it. Um, you know, maybe you know, the characters are are stand ins for whatever, but the story is very through line of just this is a horror movie. Yep, it's a horror this is what's movie. happening. And you, like I said, you either buy into that that monster being real and this stuff's really happening, or none of it's real. And you know they're just making all this shit up. I don't know, but with this one, it it is so out there, and it's like yeah, like we talked about with people saying how Hereditary and Midsummer are very are going to be oh yeah they look kind of the same but they're like kind of different. 
This one, you cannot make that comparison. No. Because if no. you didn't know the director and you saw these movies back to back, there's no way you would say like, hey, did the, the guy who did that movie did this movie? There's no fucking way. Yeah, no. There's no way. I mean, maybe, I guess, I don't know if he is the same cinematographer, but some of the shots kind of look similar. But e- even then, like, it, no. it just feels no. so different. No. Yeah, you're right. Which is amazing. Yeah. Because you don't want to just see, see, you don't want just the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I really like this movie. This is a, this is one that I I, I think it's, uh, if you know that people are willing to get into it, get them into it. Mm -hmm. It's a great movie. Would, Would recommend it. I would say watch the whole thing. Don't turn it off. Don't pause it. Just go for the ride. This is literally a movie that you'd want to go for the ride. And then at the end, you can be like, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> or be like, I'm confused. Because I'm not, I said before, when I watched the ending, I'm still like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. It's a real roller coaster, I think. Especially, like, it, get, it starts off kind of eh, but then it, like, ends pretty, like, crazy. Yeah, he has sex with the hot milf. Yeah, he does. So... Good movie, back tar. Yeah. Okay, so for today's segment, uh, we're going to do three entertainers uh, that we'd have dinner with. Okay, so mine was... um, I did one of each because I couldn't decide on, like, mixing them. Um. Yes, basically. But if I have to mix them together in the end, I, I can. I decided on an order of which to put them. But for directors, I did David Lynch, um, Guillermo del Toro, and um, John Carpenter. And then for actors, I did um, Donald Glover, Jeff Bridges, and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, so she can be like, I just want to study you guys, so when I have to play your roles, mm-hmm. I know what I'm going to get myself into. Yeah, exactly. So explain why, then. So for the directors, it's because, well, I would explain to John Carpenter, like, oh, I've always loved his films. And as I've gotten older like, and more into film, his films have gotten like that much more richer to me. And then the same thing with David Lynch a little bit. It would be like, I didn't really know him too well as a kid, but as growing up, I got to know more of his like filmography and I got to like appreciate more of like this kind of surreal strangeness. And the, the other thing with like Guillermo del Toro, not only does he do a lot of like horror and like fantasy and that I love those kinds of elements, but at the same time I can sit down and talk to someone who, won an Academy Award, not only for a film that is like, he literally was like, I'm going to make this film no matter what. And he did it, and he won an Academy Award for it. But not only that, but he's also of Mexican heritage. So I can, like, sit there and talk to him about, like, what is what 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 is it like to be, like, one of the only, like, three Mexican directors to win the Academy Award for Best Director? The actor's... Jeff Bridges, um, I always feel like he does a really good job in like everything I've seen him in, and he was in, he was in True Grit, and that really helped me to like to, to be like, yeah, he's a solid actor in everything I've seen him in, especially like Big Lebowski. He's, he can do comedy really well. I feel like he's very versatile, um, and then Donald Glover, obviously, he's a great actor, and I've loved him for a long time just seeing him from like Derek comedy to community and then now to where he's in Atlanta it would just be interesting to just kind of sit and talk with him and like kind of laugh and then Scarlett Johansson is Scarlett Johansson and why would I pass up the opportunity to not only have dinner with one of the most beautiful women ever but also one of the greatest actresses of all time minus the fact that she takes uh, parts away from um, people of color and people of um, not only like trans but gay <laughs> and all that but also like I'd, I'd love to just like ask her like what is it like to have started as like a like a teen actress to now where she makes like billions of dollars well I'm not a nerd like you so okay. I only pick three people 
Okay. But um, I'm my three. I, I'll I'll start with the similar is um, Guillermo del Toro, and then I do Jackie Chan, and I do Zoe Saldana. And the reason why is because those are three people that have done a lot in their career from three different aspects. Three different people from three different backgrounds who are technically, I would say, probably on top of their game. Um, One thing that people don't know about uh, Jackie Chan is not only has he been acting forever, but he does producing. He's, you know, he may not always put stuff out here in America, Mm -hmm. but he is constantly working. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, being a fan of his for reasons that you would think i'd be a fan of his for (laughs) when i saw the foreigner i was like yeah why can't we give him these roles like because one thing that always stuck with me is he was like i would love to make i would love to be in a movie that i don't have to do any fighting and that sucks because that's one of his big selling points is that he can do these you know action films and whatever but also, like, seeing that movie and seeing how intense he is in that movie and just, like, fucking hard. It's, like, first of all, amazing. But second of all, it's, like, look at it. People for, I would say, majority of his life, people have probably thought, well, majority of his, like, popularity. Yeah. That people have always saw him as, like, a comedic uh, 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 Asian stereotype, right? Yeah. Um. And, you know, it's fine that he bought, he buys into it because it's like, yeah, why wouldn't he? But when you watch that movie, it's like fucking intense from the beginning to the end. He doesn't smile. <laughs> I don't think he I don't think he ever has any other facial expression than like dead eyed. Like, I'm just going to take care of business. Actually, you know, I think in the beginning he smiles because of his daughter. But then. Spoiler alert, his daughter dies. (laughs) But that movie is fucking amazing. And having to deal with not only, like, Western culture and how they perceive him there, but, like, being the fucking god that he is in, like, the Asian culture, Mm -hmm. fucking amazing. And then with uh, Zoe Saldana, it's it's easily to just say, like, yeah, she's another actress. But one thing that we've proven or that she's proven... uh, I guess this last year is that she is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. She is one of the few actresses. I think she has what three movies that are in like the top five most like uh, gross movies of all time. Yes. So she's probably doing something really well. And obviously, being a woman of color and someone who is a quote unquote woman, she has to deal with <laughs> it two different ways. Uh, n- now I don't know if like. I don't know if she ever wants to be more than just an actor and actress or, you know, if maybe producing or directing. Like, I don't I haven't looked too much into to that, but it would be interesting to see how she takes with a Jackie Chan who has dealt with that stuff. And a Guillermo del Toro, someone who has stuck to his ground, like just like just like Jackie Chan in the sense that. He knows that, you know, he's going to he's going to be the Asian guy that does like that does like comedy, you know, uh, action films. Guillermo del Toro has stuck to his ground like, hey, look, it, I can make this stuff, but I make this stuff in the way that I want to make it. Mm-hmm. This is my world. Sure. My world can change from like weird leprechaun, uh, you know, fairy world, whatever, to giant <laughs> mechanical <laughs> fighting robots you know, to deaf girls, fucking fishes, <laughs> whatever it is. It's, it's, there's a stamp of his like essence in it, right? Uh-huh. Whatever he does, it's, it's, it's his movie. It's his, like, it's his vision. It's his view. And I'd say that that's honestly pretty hard to do in Hollywood. Yeah. Let alone do it successfully. Yeah. Because you got to understand is, there's people I'm I'm not saying that that there's people out there who aren't doing that. But do those people have millions upon millions if not billions of eyes on them and still able to be like, "Hey, I know this is kind of out there, <laughs> but it's going to be fucking awesome." And then pull that off. Like we talked about all the time is when we first heard of Pan's Labyrinth, it was like 
everyone was talking about it. Yeah. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone's like, oh, this is fucking crazy. Like, it's so awesome. It's amazing. The way that it looks, the story. And then you take that essence years later, and he makes something that turns the Academy around. And people are like, this is amazing. We're going to give him the best picture, the best director. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that fucking says something. And that he has stuck to his guns about, this is who I am. This is what I'll always be. This, you know, and this, look, look how far it's taken me. Yeah. And so I think having that table and being able to hear everyone talk and kind of, you know, express certain things to one another, I think it would just be like, interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that would be the perfect, like, you know what? I lived a pretty good life. Yeah. Cause that's, that's actually really interesting. Because Jackie Chan, that'd be an amazing like conversation just to have with him. Because yeah, you're right. A lot of people just don't know that he has like such like a, not only massive filmography, not only outside of America, but like his pro- producing. Like he does so much of that. Like out, it's just it's just crazy when you think about it. Where it's like people just remember him from Rush Hour. I feel like to an extent, those people are kind of underappreciated or maybe they're misunderstood you know because with uh zoe saldana you could just hear like yeah she's a good actress she's in a lot of good things but you look at her her achievements as mm-hmm. an actress it's like there's a reason why people are fucking you know yeah putting her in shit where it's like oh this is gonna do good yeah and then i mean to go back to the whole thing about like sticking to your guns i think that's literally why um with those three directors i want to sit down and talk with them because I'd love to hear what they have to say to each other. But they also, they're three people who they've stuck to their guns. Like David Lynch. Yeah. He makes weird movies, but he's, he literally, um, literally made a movie for Hollywood, hated it and was like, I'm never doing this again. They, they all live in their own, like they have their own creative spaces and it would be crazy to just see these like spaces overlap where it's like, oh, you know, like from the person who made not only Halloween, but like Big Trouble in Little China and then went to make like Escape from New York. You know what I mean? Like just to like hear like what he has to say about like film and like his experience with Hollywood and like that he hated it as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Like I said, the the idea may sound kind of bland, but uh, the WWE Network has something like that. I have a table for three where they take these, whatever it is, right? It could be, you know, three up-and-comers. It could be uh, three people in a faction. It could be three people behind, sta- you know, behind the, the scenes. It could be whatever. But it's, like, really interesting to see these people talk because they'll bring up things where you never even thought about. You're like, oh, yeah, crazy. Or they'll bring up stories where you're like, that actually happened? Fucking insane. And, uh, yeah, you know, and I think because it's easy for us to, 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 to paint these people up as, like, oh, of course they're this. Of course they're this. But... I mean, <laughs> you know, one of the things that stuck with me forever is finding out that Guillermo del Toro loves Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, I can see that. Wait, that that guy? The, he And he likes this show? Uh, yes, of course I love this show. It's hilarious. That, like, you know what I mean? Like, th- and, and that was, like, what's cool with that table of three is they, they'll bring up stuff that you're like, yeah, because they, you know, in the in the long run... Yes, maybe they do deal with certain stuff, or they, or they're a part of a certain thing. But either way, like they're still people, yeah. <laughs> and and whether they're weird people or normal people or bland people, they have like certain views and 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 the way that whatever their however they live their life is always going to be a little bit different than someone else, even if it is with people that they're around. And so yeah, like it's kind of interesting to be like, oh, that's why I think. Like, my table, I want to be a little bit more diverse because it'd be 
so interesting to see what like a Jackie Chan and a Guillermo del Toro who uh, I wouldn't say they're they're exactly the same but like have dealt with a lot of similar stuff mm-hmm. and then hearing from someone who's still like young and in their prime like Zoe Saldana but still able to be like a fucking slobber knocker in the box office be like oh you know and she's a girl crazy that's true. I'm just, I'm just surprised you didn't put James Cameron in there, but I guess no. that's next table. Um, oh my god, James Cameron, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> and Michael Bay. And Michael Bay. Um, oh my god, that'd be the most annoying thing in the world. Them who's he goes louder? Yeah, them. Who's uh, whose fart could they smell the most? <laughs> But with that, guys, we'll say thank you for listening. Yes, thanks. Uh, of course, we appreciate it every single time you guys download or stream or whatever you do. Listen. Uh, speaking of which, please make sure you follow us on any streaming service you use to listen to us, whether it is our SSS feed, our SSR feed, RSS. or that thing or it is itunes or whatever it is make sure you follow us on there maybe you know do the whole like auto update because like i said when this shit goes live it goes live but um if you want to do that and follow us on our show show at intb underscore podcast uh twitter instagram like i said i'm trying to do better trying to you know trying to keep that shit updated uh, but you can message us on there. You can message us on our email. That is intbpodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, let us know uh, what is your, you know, what would your, your three be? You know, would it be all actors, directors, you know? Would you throw in some cinematographer? Yeah. Maybe a writer or two? Maybe a first AC? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, maybe, they need love, too. Maybe right? your favorite gaffer. Yeah, maybe Ooh. your favorite VFX artist who only works on fur, but only for stuffed animals in specific scenes. Let us know. <laughs> 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 and let us know if you saw uh, Under the Silver Lake, and if so, what did you think about it? Yeah, were you like every other critic and you just panned it for no reason? Or did you actually sit there and think about it for a little bit? Or did you finish it? I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, did you get to the Hobo King? <laughs> and let us know if you were a fan of uh, It Follows, too, because that's one thing that, you oh. know, I feel it's it's, it's so weird because I feel like that is a perfect horror movie. Yeah. That so many people are like, no, it's dumb. I, I, there wasn't yeah, even a monster I, in here. I don't understand. Like, yeah, that movie is so good, but people just give it like. Well, it was all right. And it's like, no, it wasn't just all right. Did you not see the same movie we saw? But until then, guys, we'll bid you an adieu. adieu. And remember, guys, as always, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad.